In 2008, a high pick tight end came into the Green Bay Packers at a time when a quarterback was entering his first year as a starter, replacing an all-time great, a Hall of Famer, an icon for the Packers. No, it's not 2023, although all of those things are in fact true. No, we are talking about 2008, Jermichael Finley and Aaron Rodgers. Hear from Finley about the adjustments to the NFL, what it was like to grow with Aaron Rodgers, and a lot more on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. As I mentioned, Jermichael Finley on the show today, former Packers tight end, probably the last truly great receiving tight end that the Packers have had, hoping that guys like Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft follow in his footsteps. I'm not talking for me, I'm talking for him. He is excited about this tight end group for the Green Bay Packers. We are going to talk to him about a difficult adjustment. It is one of the hardest in the league to go from college to the NFL. We're going to talk to him about why that is, what it was like for him, what Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin did to ease that transition and a lot more. But I wanted to look specifically at something that I think is important. Our pal Josh Norris over at Underdog tweeted out about slot opportunities and the yardage that walked out the door for the Green Bay Packers. And he was doing it in relation to the value of someone like Jaden Reed for fantasy purposes, right? And I don't think that is looking at it quite right. And yes, this is a tight end statement. So I went back and looked. Pro Football Focus tracks where guys are lining up. Randall Cobb led the team last year in slot snaps with 209. And 80% of those reps came in the slot. It seems pretty intuitive to suggest that he would be a one-to-one comp for someone like Jaden Reed. That Jaden Reed is going to come in and get those snaps. And part of that is because overall, he got half the targets of Alan Lazard. Robert Tunyon out-targeted him, Christian Watson out-targeted him, Romeo Dobbs out-targeted him, and part of that was because he did not play every game, he only played 13 games, but even that, Romeo Dobbs only played 13 games, Christian Watson only played 14 games, and Alan Lazard only played 15 games, Alan Lazard more than doubled Randall Cobb's target share, so I think 50 targets, 80% slot lineup, that is exactly right. What is more interesting to me, though, is that the other players that lined up in the slot, at least the top two guys, don't have 
at least in the case of Alan Lazard, a one-to-one translation for the new players on this team. Alan Lazard ran the second most or had the, the second most snaps from the slot last season. 37.7, so a shade under 38% of his snaps came in the slot. And those snaps seem like they will, almost in their entirety, go to someone like Luke Musgrave. He is the guy who I think will replace the Alan Lazard role in this team. The power slot, someone who's going to block from the slot, who you can you can motion in and play a little F, be the sniffer, be the H-back, do a lot of different kinds of things for you, but is really a move tight end from the slot. I think that is Luke Musgrave's role from day one. Now, that's asking a lot from a rookie, to be sure. Alan Lazard, he knew all the checks. He had all the audibles and the, the blocking schemes. He knew everything, the routes, everything. Sight adjustments, all that good stuff. But this offense is really predicated on having some guys who can play from a number of different spots who can create matchups everywhere. And Luke Musgrave is that kind of player. 6'6", 250 pounds, and can run routes, can get vertical, can win one-on-one with defensive backs. And the reason he's different from someone like Alan Lazard is you can line up in 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. You can line up in 21 personnel with just him as the tight end and put him in the slot and you have a problem now. Because if you are putting a safety or a linebacker on him, he is probably going to run by that guy. And if you are in nickel and you put a corner on him, now he actually has an even bigger physical advantage. Now, Alan Lazard, I think right now, is a better blocker than Luke Musgrave, although Musgrave is a willing blocker. And you have an even bigger advantage size-wise against a corner, against a safety, against a linebacker. Now, most teams were not matching. If Alan Lazard is in the slot, you're probably in 11 personnel with three receivers on the field. So the opponent is in nickel. What Luke Musgrave would allow you to do if he can do that is now you're catching teams in base. And if they're not going to play base, if they're going to play nickel, then you should be able to run the ball right at them. Now, Big Bob Tunyon, second in slot snaps. This is actually more interesting to me in a lot of ways because he played 17 games and was in the slot less than Alan Lazard. Also a shade under 38%, 37.8% in the slot. Now, Tucker Craft is someone who is more of a true Y, someone who you can put in line and trust to block. Understanding that uh, this is eventually, that these guys are not going to be ready to down in and down out, do this without missed assignments every snap. Now, they're going to have to do it if they are, in fact, the Packers not bringing back Mercedes Lewis. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be ready to do it at a high level. But this is how someone like Tucker Craft profiles. Plays 38, 39% in the slot, 60% in line, and you go from there. I think someone like Luke Musgrave 
is going to play more wide. He's going to be the X receiver on the backside of concepts and just go beat a corner one-on-one because that's more his game. That's more in his, uh, his wheelhouse. I think you can take the Luke Musgrave role and, and give it to Alan Lazard eventually and say, this is what you're doing. This is your responsibility on this team. And then you don't worry as much about the receiver depth because you have another player who can play a little bit of everywhere. Now, it's also interesting, and I think this is worth pointing out, that Christian Watson played almost 32% of snaps from the slot last year. They tried to get him free from the slot. And part of that is because if you're going to play two high safeties and you're going to play quarters, you are going to make the safety cover in space if you are sending your slot receiver deep, if you're sending him on posts, and and deep overs and benders, you are making safeties cover in space. That is exactly what you want to be doing. And maybe all you're doing is clearing out. He's running a corner out so that he takes the safety with him. You wrap underneath with a, a little inbreaker on the outside and you run that corner from the slot. You've got a wide open middle of the field. Or you're running that that drift post, and he's running the opposite. He's running the safety off on the opposite side. You're you're giving him a lot of opportunities to be effective. Now, you don't have to do that from the slot. You can do that from the outside as well. But from the slot, I've been talking about this every day, as we'll remember. Last year, we talked about this with Watson a little bit, and we talked about it with Jalen Hyatt in the pre-draft process. Maybe there is something to the speed slot. Someone who is going to force safeties to run and cover in the middle of the field. Because if you're going to play in that quarters, there are going to be times when you have to, as a safety, run with that slot receiver down the field. And really, there isn't a safety in the league that has the juice to run with someone like Christian Watson from the slot. So I think that's something that they should continue to go to. Now, is it going to be 30%? No, because they can put Tucker Craft in there more. They can put Luke Musgrave in there more. Now you have a true slot in Jaden Reed. And so you don't need, and all of those guys can threaten vertically. Jaden Reed runs four threes. You can threaten vertically with Jaden Reed. Luke Musgrave. You can threaten vertically with Luke Musgrave. Tucker Craft, maybe a little less, but he's got that big body. He played a ton down the seam in South Dakota. So there is a, a tremendous amount of opportunity that is there to be earned. There's 500 yards just between Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon, just from the slot. And that is in an offense where with Aaron Rodgers, he didn't really want to attack the middle of the field and was not efficient attacking the middle of the field last season. There's so much more meat on the bone. Whether these guys are ready to be perfect, probably not, right? But that's okay. These opportunities are going to be there for them to produce. Before we get to Jermichael Finley, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built. You have to try this. I eat them basically every day. Did I have one today? I did have one today. Right now in my cabinet, I have the peanut butter puff. I have the cookies and cream puff. I have the coconut puff and I have the um, mint chocolate puff. Are you sensing a theme? I like the puffs. But I also, 
I started on Bill with their standard bar flavors. And maybe you like them better because, you know, not everyone likes coconut. I get it. I get tweets every time I talk about how much I love the coconut puff. And they're like, well, that's a bad take. Coconut's gross. Okay, you don't like coconut. How about peanut butter? You like peanut butter and chocolate? Everyone likes peanut butter and chocolate. All their bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's why they taste so great. Do I know how they're able to deliver the macros? No. 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 130 calories. It is a miracle of modern science. I don't understand it, but they can do it. And you can go to built.com and get all the specialty flavors, all the good stuff, everything that is available, you can get online. Or if it's more convenient for you, if you like to go and do your brick and mortar shopping, go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club. They have boxes ready for you to take, go, enjoy them in the car if you want. You don't even have to wait until you get home. Forget waiting for shipping. You don't have to wait until you get home to enjoy these bad boys. So go check that out today. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers, we have our Alan Lazard revisit coming up this week. And we are going to kick off our Aaron Rodgers Remembrance Series next week with, of all people, Jermichael Finley talking about the 2009 from the 2008 season playoff game in Arizona. Aaron Rodgers' playoff debut debut and a game that Jermichael Finley was dominant in. That is coming up next week. Joining me now, former Green Bay Packers tight end, Super Bowl champion, Jermichael Finley. And Jermichael, you are the perfect person to talk to right now because the Packers just invested heavily in the tight end position. It must have warmed your heart a little bit to see a team say, we care about this position a lot. In fact, Tucker Craft picked almost exactly where you were at the end of the third round. So when you think back 2008, you come in and there's a lot of change in the Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers, first time starter. You are trying to get your feet wet in the NFL. What do you remember about this time of year, this spring rookie camp, mini camps, and the adjustment period that you had to go through? Uh, uh, first of all, flying into Green Bay was very different coming from Austin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the first thing I remember was they putting us in the, uh, the Wyndham Hotel right there by the uh, the airport. And uh, now it was just, it was just a, a culture shock for myself coming from a big city, going to a city where, um, you know what I mean, they love the Packers. Yeah. They breathe, eat, you know what I mean, all of that, the Packers. So it's one of those things where um, it was different. You know what I mean, coming in uh, to NFL uh, style type of, uh, you know what I mean, up-tempo where McCarthy had a ton of plays in his playbook. Um, like I call it, I call it a picture, a picture book coming from college. Now you came to a dictionary where a ton of details, uh, a ton of uh, installs. So um, the tight end position uh, playing under McCarthy, I don't know how it is under uh, Matt, but uh, it was very complicated. I, I thought it was one of the the, the most difficult uh, positions that uh, that was on the field at the time playing for McCarthy. So, um, and, and the guys are, that we got this year uh, ha- has a little, they got a little juice and, um, uh, after the catch. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And, and you were definitely a player who had some juice after the catch as well. We're going to talk about that for sure. So we hear this about the tight end position that it is. And Matt LaFleur said this after uh, the, the rookies were introduced that this is one of the hardest after quarterback, arguably the hardest position on the field to learn because you have to learn all the blocking schemes and 
all the passing concepts. Yeah, so absolutely. when you first started in there, are you, are, is your head just swimming? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? It was very difficult at the time playing with Aaron Rodgers with all the audibles and the little, I mean, under the rug calls he has, um, <laughs> You know I mean, the hand signals. We heard about the hand signals. Hand signals, especially <laughs> for the tight end position, because on, on the go, I got to figure out coverages. I got to know if it's cover one, quarters, cover two. So I got to adjust my route on the go. And then next thing I know, you get hit, a good hit, you got to come back and block. So it's one of those positions where I call it a thoroughbred. You got to be a man, you got to be a man of war. Um, and, and the tight end position is, is just that complicated. Um, and like I said, playing under uh, Aaron Rodgers is like algebra uh, in football. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's a hard position. And I think coming in as a rookie, um, I mean, it can be difficult. Are there things that you think a team can do? Are there things Mike McCarthy did so that early on they can maybe fast track this a little bit, whether it's concepts where you feel like, okay, we, we feel good about this. It's less reading or whatever it is. Are there things that Mike McCarthy did that you think eased your transition in, whether it was concepts or things that you guys repped in practice? Yes, and I thought him and Joe Philbin, uh, Joe Philbin was an awesome uh, offensive coordinator at the time. Uh, I, uh, they, they detailed um, every concept, every play, um, every short yardage, if you had third and long. Um, I, I think they've done a good job of preparing with a walkthrough to prepare for another walkthrough, and then we're gonna go through the classrooms, then we'll hit the field. So we spent less time on the field, you know mm. I mean, more time in the classrooms uh, where you can see it. Because I was a very visual guy. If I seen it, you know what I mean, then go work it out there in the fields. It, it, it would all come to, um, I mean, it would come to me better. So I thought Mike McCarthy and uh, Joe Philman done a really good job at that. I know that you only had the experience that you did with Aaron Rodgers in terms of when he came in, you guys get to come up together through the process. So, you know, you, you, it's hard for you to say, okay, that's different from this other thing that, that I experienced, but I'm thinking of these tight ends now with Jordan love, who's going to come in as a first time starter, much like Aaron did. Yep. Um, are there, are there benefits you think to someone like Jordan love and, and these tight ends saying, okay, we're all starting from a more similar position. Whereas, you know, someone coming in with Aaron Rodgers in 2014 Absolutely. or 2015, they have a different experience than he does. Hey, we, we, we all got to remember um, now me outside looking in and then inside looking out at one right. time that all of these guys are professionals. Right. You know what I mean? All of these guys getting paid. All of these guys want to get paid more. Um, <laughs> and I yeah. think Jordan Love is, for him, he's been sitting down for so long. Mm. I mean, he, he's got a... Now he's got a sense of urgency. Now he's he's got a little grit under him. And now he has a little chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? So at, at now for him, um, it's, it's show me now or, or never show me at all. So I, I think it's all or nothing for him. So for these tight ends, or, well, let me just go back to your experience. Was when you're trying to put everything together, I'm sure – you know, you get excited for, for all of it. You know, this yeah. is, you, you were, you were not just someone that was going to be out there as a split out F tight end. They, they asked you to block, they asked you to do the physical part too. And, and you're a big, strong athletic guy. So you're able to do all that stuff. But in terms of what you were having to adjust to the blocking, the pass, the, uh, the receiving part, the concepts part, what was the most difficult thing where you were like, man, I, I'm, I'm really having to detail this because it's just so different from college. I, uh, it was just so different from college because from coming from my standpoint, 
I came under Mac Brown where in Texas, uh, Texas football at the time we ran the ball more. Right. You know I mean, um, uh, I, I went from 210, come from high school to 240, and then went to the National Football League and was 265. So I had to adjust as I went, you know what I mean? And it was very difficult coming in, playing in Lambeau Field for one, which is a historical place to play yep. at. Uh, very, very hard, um, especially if you don't perform. You know what I mean? You get the flack, you get all of this. And, uh, man, it, it was a time where, you know I mean, the tight end position was very, very difficult to play. And, uh, man, uh, what a time. And uh, like like I said, the guys now, they're just going to have to detail it up. And uh, it, it's one of those years where they're going to need that position. What are you going to be looking for? Like help help fans as they're watching these guys in training camp and preseason early in the season and say, okay, if you're seeing this from these guys, feel good about where they are. Like what are the kind of checkpoints you want to see them hit early on? I've seen um, the, the young tight ends now we have. Uh, they came in, they was filled out. They look they look pro ready. You know what I mean? They're uh, big dudes for sure. They're they big boys. And um, um, coming in at the time, I, I didn't get that. You know what I mean? I didn't get coming in ready, all thick. I came in ready for speed and, you know what I mean, ready to go catch the ball. But I, I think the young guys we have now, they, they're well prepared. Um, uh, they're very uh, intuitive guys, very smart kids. So um, I, I think we, we, you should be excited as a fan yeah. to um, to see these guys grow. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you're going to see them drop balls. You're going to see them uh, make MAs on plays. You're going to see things like that, adversity. But I think overall, the, what you see out of the kids, um, their body type, I think you should be excited and, and what they did in college. You you got to play with a number of different uh, other tight ends in in Green Bay dur- during the course of that um, career and and different kinds of players, whether it was, okay, this guy's more of a special teams guy, run block type, a lot of different kinds of players. How do you think it will affect these young guys that they now have this other guy who's closer to their level. You never had a second guy that was really as good as you. How does that help early on? Uh, it, 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 like that's, that's a good question. Um, it helps early on because these guys, you know what I mean? They came, you know what I mean? They've they done the hard job. They, they, they're in college and they develop. And, you know what I mean? When you get special team guys, the role guys, that's going to, we call them Mr. Reliable. You know what I mean? They're going to be there on special teams. They're going to help you out. Um, and the run game, um, in the H back position. And, and I think these guys got to They got to grow up fast, uh, because, uh, they're in that position where they got to teach themselves and then they got to teach the guys that's got to go run down there on the wild bunch special team and uh, <laughs> knock someone's head off. So it, it's, it's a balance, man, that you got to complete and be a pro. How do you think the game? I mean, I know it hasn't been that long since you played, but they have done a lot in the last couple of years, five, 10 years to legislate out a lot of the hits that we see over the middle, the kinds of hits um, that, that left you in a difficult position that puts you in the hospital. As, as you watch the game today, do you feel like, man, I would have loved to play today because the middle of the field is just, it seems like it's so wide open compared to even just 10 years ago. Yeah, it is, man. And the game has uh, changed tremendously um, uh, from hitting low, from hitting high, from targeting, uh, all different kind of things and sort of things, but you know, I mean, yeah, I love to play today. But at the time, you know, what I mean, you can hit a defensive player, um, and on ESPN, that's all you'll see is right. knockouts and things like that. Right. But now they're they have they that. had a segment jacked up. There was a whole segment dedicated just to lighting dudes up. Just lighting dudes up, and you see how fast that uh, got displaced from the game. 
Um, you know, I mean, they going in guys' pockets. They 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 finding guys. Uh, but which is smart. But which is another thing. Now you can put the ball in the air. Um, if you want an easy first down, put it in the air. Guy get hit. That's automatic first down. So the game has changed tremendously. And now these guys um, in the middle, you can go. Uh, it's free. It's free range now. Do you like that? Some 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 current and former players don't like that. But then there are other players going, hey, I think safety needs to be the number one priority here. Like, where do you come down on that? Uh, it's, it's a bittersweet thing. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know what I mean? Uh, if a guy is playing really hard and you know him to be a hard-hitting safety or a hard-hitting linebacker, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's his game. You know what I mean? That's, that's what got him to the NFL. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, a, it's a violent game. It's a game where you can't you, – it's hundred percent. You're going to get hurt. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for, I mean, uh, the safety of the game and uh, keeping, keeping, uh, keeping the game safe and keeping guys on their feet. All right. Thanks for Jermichael for joining the show. Great to talk to him. And there's going to more Jermichael Finley coming up next week. We are starting our Aaron Rodgers remembrance series, where we look back at some of the key moments from his NFL career, mostly good, but a couple trying times. This was a, a game that he lost, but, one of the most auspicious playoff debuts we have ever seen. I know I get pegged as a Rodgers hater, but there is so much great to look back on that we are going to do that all off season. So thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day and every dayers. You are in for a treat next week when we talk about that 2009 Cardinals playoff shootout. All right, we are back tomorrow. Um, five, I think five shows this week, depending on how this labor and delivery thing goes. Um, we're still waiting. Thanks to those who have reached out and and offered their congratulations, but we are still waiting. Um, so that's, that's all I can do is try and plan ahead as best I can. Uh, we'll see. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page or just find old episodes. Find our um, our, our, series, our our video that we did right after the draft on Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and Jaden Reed getting drafted is blowing up on YouTube. If you haven't go watched it, go if you haven't gone to watch it. If I can learn how to speak English, um go check that out because it's a lot of fun and it was not on Lockdown Packers. It was in your feed, but you maybe you maybe didn't listen to it. Go check it out on YouTube. All our stuff is on YouTube so you can stay locked on Packers. <laughs>